Wait a second. Hmm? Huh? Ah, dude, wait, I'll send another invitation. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just one minute. My mom is screaming her head off. <laughs> okay. Wait. Just be on the call. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. get recorded. Ki? Ki hall? My God. I don't know why they're screaming so much. Ma. You know we got chickens in our house, so we have like a poultry farm now. Oh, absurdist is fine. Why aunties? Okay, let's start complaining philosophically. When you send uh, voice notes on WhatsApp, right? Hmm. Listen to your own voice. I don't. You don't. Any chance? I no, I don't because. It is cringe for me to listen to my voice again. But you're literally recording a podcast. If I send you a voice note, right? I will listen to it some three, four times myself. I imagine how it sounds to you. I imagine how it would sound to a third person. My hmm. takes like a negative spin. So you look at your own <laughs> voice positively. So you are like, oh my god, I sound so fantastic. But I just <laughs> tend to look at it in a more negative way. I am like, oh my god, what voice is this? Like I sound so different on recording. Then. I sound to myself. You're very well spoken. Like the things you say, it looks like you've rehearsed them. That's what you say, right? But for me, you know, for me, it, it's like a nightmare. It's a nightmare <laughs> having to speak in front of other people. Like I'll gladly take up a desk job where I have to write and write and write. I can write three thousand words, four five thousand words, like you know, per day. But I won't be able to speak in front of people. Even I have stage fear. If I get up on a stage, my knees start shaking, and you know the lower part of my face it kind of twitches. Once I'm like, if I see that somebody responds to what I'm saying, then I'm okay. But like public speaking, even I'm not good at. But I like, you know, I like going on rants or like telling people how to live their lives and then listening to myself do that. Ah, uh, that's nice. Then I can do it, friends. So I can. Yeah, like, exactly. I can like tell you. But then, if I have to speak like in a meeting or something or an interview, I just freeze. Yeah. So in situations that I'm com like I'm facing a room of people who you know like intimidate me or whatever, then I'm gone. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I don't like people mm. who intimidate me either. They honestly do. <laughs> people who are good at what they do, successful people, uh, fuck them. <laughs> no, not I am intimidating. In a way, hmm. then I get self-conscious, like, oh, I am doing the same bitch as thing to other people as well. You consider yourself intimidating. I'm guessing with people you don't know that well, you can, you probably come yeah. out that way. I have had people come to me later and tell me, oh, you are not the kind of person that we initially thought you were. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think I was? Oh, we thought you were like a bitch and everything. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like I'm. Spiking. I'll tell you why. It's the hair. It's the hair. It must be the hair. It's no, no. You know what? I have met like my fair share of bald people who are intimidating. <laughs> bald so people. I am, I, yeah, and so I'm guaranteeing it's not the hair. You know what? I have a resting bitch face. So the corners uh -huh. of my mouth. So some people, when the mm. face is not smiling, the corners of their mouth turn upwards. Mm. But my corners of my mouth turn downwards. So it automatically gets. The impression that I'm just pissed off at something. Like yes, generally I'm pissed off with life, but it also gives off the impression like I'm pissed off with people, yeah, which is yeah. again true. But then, but then yeah, like I think like you know that comes off as intimidating. But yeah, I'm trying to be less intimidating to people. And it, and the mm. you know and the and the funny part is because I'm an introvert. Mm. 
I don't I don't know how to do it. Like I can't go up to someone introduce myself to them. Yeah. Or like you know initiate a so that becomes even more difficult. So I am an intimidating introvert. Like how bad is that combination I have <laughs> as a personality? But uh, you were not you were not you were extremely warm when you met me which now in hindsight I was like why were you so nice to me almost suspiciously I'm thinking of it. Yeah, I remember I was nice to you because you were sitting alone in the corner in our computer lab. Like that was the whole basis of me being nice to you. In the dark, like right? I, in the dark, yeah, and like completely separated. I'm like, why is the segregation happening in this day? Because I came late. I joined college late. Yeah, but then, but then, <laughs> then that doesn't like you know how, how does it make sense that they put you in a completely different corner? Like, <laughs> I didn't know where the light switch was, and I was too shy to ask anyone. <laughs> oh my god, I, that was not the the part where you used to sit in the computer lab. Was not even a part of the room. It was like where all the computers go to die. <laughs> and and I think you felt bad for me because I have resting pavam face. When people see me for the first time, they think I'm I'm really pavam. Like I have this thing that oh, yes. she she's got some difficulties in life. And before I used to wear a headscarf. Also, they're like oh, yo, this girl. She probably comes from a really <laughs> difficult background. <laughs> Everybody's really I, nice to me when they meet me. Right, seriously, you you actually give off the spawn vibes. At least you yeah. used to give off. Now you are like a hot chick and all. Hot <laughs> chick. <laughs> yeah, no, but even otherwise, if somebody doesn't know me and they just see me from my outside, from my face, they'll think, "Oh, she's she probably is having a really tough time." <laughs> Because I always look like I'm having a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you answer also like somebody asks you, "Oh, isn't the weather nice?" You are like, "Ah, oh, yes, I guess it is." <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. So when I was when I first joined my for my degree my uh, first college okay uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine I think there was some dance competition going and everyone was really excited because that's when you mix and meet people and I was sitting in one corner and I was wearing one that one black headscarf I used to wear. and then this girl came up to me and she was like hey hey uh, so she, I think she was trying to be friendly and nice and she was like, hey uh, do you want to join the dance and I was like no I don't dance. <laughs> I can totally imagine you saying that, like, <laughs> and we became friends later. And she used to call me creepy tatam girl. Tatam I think all of them. Okay, I think all of the friends, all of your initial friends who don't know your background, are your friends out of pity. <laughs> I, in my head, I was like, she's super into me. And then in your head, you were like, I have to keep this girl from killing her. <laughs> no, I did not think you were suicidal. I just think you were like really, really sad, like. and there was some some form of like empathy going on you just start running off to your home like every one or two weeks like hey where is azmia oh she went home not and home then, i would tell people in i hope nobody from college hears this but i would tell people in college that i was going home and at home i'd be like i'm in college i i i came to know about that later right when i became your friend and, yeah, and then you felt so like, you were like i feel so stupid for feeling bad for you yes. like i was strict <laughs> I was royally tricked by you. <laughs> like you yeah, tricked me into being your friend. Yeah, this friendship started on a lie, but a lie that I didn't. Say. I know I'm a liar, but that was one lie I didn't say. It was one you assumed. Okay, fine. Like our friendship started on like blatant assumption of one person. Yeah, but I just lied to the college, so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but it was so. Remember, like you know, the saddest image of you was sitting alone in that lab, 
doing her work alone and i don't even know if you knew about the assignments or not and i think somebody whispered from behind oh that's the girl who is not stable <laughs> i'm like oh, oh my god. god you're making up nobody said that's the girl who is not stable fuck you <laughs> i am not somebody actually whispered okay like i don't remember who was it because there are probably there like i don't even remember who said it like chehle i don't remember but sapri told me that's the girl like okay i am not saying it ad verbatim but somebody said in that line that this girl is not stable and then i am like oh i need to be her friend and all and you know, <laughs> feel at home for charity you probably thought you will get extra credit or something for the course <laughs> no and i'm like but yeah i think i've been known as the girl who is not stable my entire life for different reasons yeah and then i met you and then i came to know about you and then i'm like fuck you this girl is the most i think the the sanest and the most stablest out of all of us like she doesn't give a fuck about every anything but somehow things seem to work out in her favor so i just like accidentally survive my entire life is if i write a, an autobiography it will be called accidental survival please do that it or is the, or, or the girl who is not stable i'll make it a trilogy stableness is a state of mind i have realized but then accidental survival is not <laughs> like you like you know what like uh, so i think right after college i started getting into all this uh, divine thing like tarot reading and then yeah yeah and stuff and then like you are my biggest uh, experiment <laughs> what let me see how this person pushes through life without <laughs> any shit and till now you are doing great like, <laughs> uh, this is new to me i didn't know i was your guinea pig now you know i have broken it to a, broken it to you on a podcast so i have always struggling with the fact like is your life like you know is your life preplanned or you know uh, is there like a divine hand at play which uh, makes you go through certain phases or which makes you go through certain goals or reach something or mm. or all the consequences that you suffer in your life or that you go through in your life is your own doing so i've always been torn between those two ideas like what is it generally in life right ha huh, generally in life like mm. because like i have seen it in my life i have mm. like prepared something i have like reached my goal till the last step and then i have just been removed from that position or removed from that uh, road itself Mm. so it mm. has been the biggest struggle in life like what to so so people who believe in god like my friends who believe in god and all so their mm. um, their outlook in life is to submit to the higher have faith yeah. and submit to the higher power yeah and then and then the other side of my uh, friend circle who is who is more into like you know seizing your destiny and like you know seizing mm. the day and making your own destiny kind of thing they are like no everything depends on you like how you prepare and everything like all the results depends on you mm mm and then and then there's this um, third idea uh, mm. i think it's called the butterfly effect i forgot the yeah, scientific yeah. name it's called the butterfly effect so yeah. every small decision that you make has a consequence big or small yeah. that you might not see immediately but you but it will be shown to you in a later part of your life like mm. suppose today i decide to do this podcast Mm. instead of say taking a walk or something so this consequence will be felt like good or bad or neutral whatever consequence it is mm. will be felt later on in my life probably later on like one week later two weeks later or one month later 10 years later nobody knows so that yeah. is the third 
like butterfly effect now the the problem with butterfly effect is it's crazy nuanced so you never know mm. so many decisions at play so you'll never know how one decision um you know one decision can lead to the other uh, results mm. Mm. so anyway so yeah so i have been at a crossroad because of this because as much as i want to surrender to the higher power and have faith and all mm. i can't help thinking like is was there something that i could have done from my side that would have made something more fruitful or made something uh, made the results how i want it to be do you believe in a higher power i do yeah. i'm spiritual anyway like i don't give it a name or anything but i do believe mm. like there is something there is something in the universe now i don't know how that universe operates mm. i don't know how it operates i don't know if it wants people to go uh, to have free will mm. or it wants people to just surrender to that higher power so i'm yet to discover or yet to know how how that universe operates because there are so many people so many school of thoughts so personally yeah. and like i have realized it it doesn't mm. matter what other people think me personally i like uh, basing things on facts so if you show yeah. me the numbers i believe you it's very difficult for me to come to a conclusion without any results yeah so suppose today i say okay fine i believe in the higher power and all so mm. i will just surrender myself and i will you know have my faith mm. but then i need to also see the results it's like i have uh, surrendered myself to the higher power mm. so what result is the higher power showing me is it good results is it bad results is it quantitative qualitative results mm. so that part of my logical brain gets tangled up or kind of gets mixed up with this other school of thought where you are supposed to believe in something without having seen it so i think that that is where i struggle i am struggling i am struggling presently i don't want to like for any certainty say that i believe in a certain thing or don't believe in hmm. a certain thing i think i've i stopped doing that since i was a kid cuz i i cuz i was brought up in a very religious atmosphere even mm. though i never innately had that fear it was always driven into my head so yes when i grew older and i started doing things that you are not supposed to do i'm doing air quotes here and i'd always have like in the back of my head if i'm wrong about this being okay if i'm wrong about the fact that nobody is watching me what will happen to me is always even if i'm like very confident like the older i got i was a little more confident in going ahead and doing what i want to do but th- then i think hmm. my realization like you're speaking about the realization of a higher power right it's kind of surrendering to it for me it was the opposite i think i i walked the other way where i there was always this higher power looming over me and the older i got i just let the fear sort of slowly disappear and and there were i can remember specifically when i was a kid i was so scared okay like it would be silly things like i had to wear longer socks socks than the other girls to cover that small part of my legs between my skirt and my socks because that skin shouldn't be exposed and i'd be so scared because i'd uh, you know pull the socks down when i was in school so in my on the way back on the school bus i'd be like please if there's a god and there's one that's angry at me show me a sign so i'd look outside the bus and i'd be like if a pepsi sign comes now it means that i that god is watching me and i'll be murdered but the thing is there there are like pepsi signs everywhere they're literally <laughs> the big company in the world and that's one thing i believe for sure that i i don't believe that anybody is watching me or making notes of what i'm doing 
and as far as what you're saying about you know like our destiny and what happens to us i i think i've reached a place where i have only two ways of looking at it there are things you can control and things you can't control and by paying enough attention to the things you can control you sort of inadvertently affect the things that you can't control that's all and i don't i've given up on planning anything just going ahead and doing and living and yeah. loving the people around me that's worked for me this completely worked for me and if i go into the details i can't look away so not looking into the details and just sort of slowly having surrendered all of that has really taken that entire cloud of fear that i was born into because i was the moment i came out of the womb they were like here be afraid be afraid and then i think now i finally i finally see clear skies we come from a culture where planning like you know planning forms a bigger part of our lives even before we are born like they've decided we are falling into these molds and if you don't fit right into yeah, it yes exactly the molds there are specific molds for each family and each yeah. family members like yeah. this person in this family has to be this that person has to be that and everything and if if they are not in that mold then something is like terribly horribly wrong so exactly. i think our culture as a culture we tend to you know put people in groups put people in yeah. molds put things in groups put things in categories we are not that free thinking or we are not that free flowing yeah as people yeah. but then yeah like though i think your way of looking at the world is very sensible and it of course it works beautifully for you so that's all that matters at the end of the day like nothing else exactly like you said wh- how you look at it and how you've been going through it has helped you right like at least emotionally it it supports you and that's tr- that's what should matter not not saying okay somebody i know lives their life this way or somebody i know tells me to live my life that way that just, that just doesn't work now we know as our is that that doesn't work like that is a safe way the the way that you mentioned before how our parents see us in a certain way and have yeah. certain ambitions or certain goals for us so that yeah. is a safe way to proceed with life like that is extremely safe because in a way you have their support for certain people who do not have that privilege of that mm. support from their parents it can be understandable how the world must feel so daunting to them the one question that is on my mind is mm. why pepsi <laughs> i don't know so i didn't just one day stop praying or like stop wearing a headscarf i initially it was just i wouldn't when i was praying i wouldn't pay attention to it i would do the whole thing then it became like doing it only because it's five times a day i would do it only like once yeah. a day and then sometimes i would not do it at all and i would change the where the you know you have to use a sheet and there's a dress you have to wear i would just pretend to ruffle the sheet so it looks like i used it <laughs> and then so it was like step by step so i think the first time i took that step i think there was a pepsi board outside i was like hey idea and <laughs> that's how it <laughs> now every time i look at the pepsi it will be signed yeah it'll be a sign yeah. from god <laughs> yeah <laughs> from god that ask me a defied god so <laughs> what just happened no i just locked my door I thought you just like subtly screamed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? We can re-record that sound and you can just use it for our internal scream monologues. Oh like yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We should do that because <laughs> that happens constantly. Yes. <laughs> Where was I? So I have a friend who comes from sort of a similar conservative background, and you know how for us not getting married at our ages is like a huge accomplishment, right? like uh, yes. the fact that in my friend circle 
there are two or three people like me who haven't gotten married and the thing is my friend she's sort of ready to get married now and she wants to do it and she wants it to be someone her parents choose it's you know her parents tell her to marry but the thing is she's afraid to do it because of that expectation she has among her friends circle of okay. staying chill and liberal and independent and i think i think it goes both ways now cuz like we came so far away from that one role and we played this one now and we have to maintain this we can't go either way that's in a way it's a slight restriction towards that side also uh, this thing what i have experienced is the other way mm. around is people mm. getting married all around and then there's a, like a pressure on you or your friend to get married because everybody around you is getting married oh yeah so, yeah yes yeah, so there's like a pressure but then i'm guessing your friend circle is very close knit like yeah. very very close knit so my yeah. friend circle is diverse like it's mm-hmm. they are like scattered all around mm-hmm. so i have this mm-hmm. people in it this other friend circle is one person in it the other friend circle is three four people in it so in my friend circle nobody has married in my very close friend circle mm-hmm. nobody has gotten married but then there are people right outside of our friend circle whom we know who have gotten married who have their own kids that kinds of like it's very very scary and puts pressure i am pretty sure on all of my friends even they must be thinking like oh you know when is going to happen when is going to happen but thankfully most of my friends who are not married have like other things to occupy them so <laughs> even if it's on their mind it's like on the 10 like you know the the end of um, 50% after everything else yeah yeah after everything else will do that Yeah but yeah but personally I can I can of course speak only for myself sometimes I do feel pressured mm. to get married like and you know and it's 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 you know what the funny part about this pressure of marriage is it's a very subtle pressure you won't marry when somebody when your parents or somebody ask you to marry they are like oh marry but you won't marry but then you will be like no I have stuff to do I have this thing to do I have this thing to do but I have also realized that subtly subconsciously you pick up those kind of narratives like oh mm. you know you should marry because you will have another person to live a life with you will have another constant person to live a life with and that's beautiful i like that idea yeah. of having another yeah. constant person who can't run away from you <laughs> to live a life <laughs> with like that person can't say no to anything yeah yeah like you're like oh let's go do this today and that person has to say yes <laughs> that was like who i no choice basically yes and i love that idea okay like having, <laughs> my friend is scattered all over and like as much yeah. as i believe in free will and whatever i would like to have one person uh, whom i'm tethered to and i'm whom i can take everywhere along with me i know and what I, you mean your person right your person yes my person like i don't have to think twice like i know the person is going to do that stuff and i also know that i am going to do that stuff so this yeah, subtle narratives get in my head having your own house and all seems like a nice thing because i'm tired of sharing my house with my brother mm-hmm. and my mother so so, <laughs> so it's just like a nice thing to have another yeah. like your own place and your own life and whatever i know i'm not ready for it on all three level of consciousness it has to be my choice it just yeah. may not be on the subconscious level or the conscious yeah. level that's where again circling back to the narrative of destiny and like you know mm-hmm. having faith and all Mm. that's where i again get stumped so yeah so yeah. so that fear is i think it's in me also so yes so uh, i will take your uh, take your suggestion and i won't settle cuz in a way you should also get it out of your head that you have to find someone cuz 
you have your entire life ahead of you and there are so many things you're working on right now that there is no urgency and the thing is you've had amazing relationships friendships and otherwise that you've enjoyed that you've you know used to your advantage yes. and now this this urgency is coming because it's been embedded in our heads i think i could imagine being unmarried at 25 a while ago and now i think it, the only reason i can think about it is because i'm there yeah that's true like you know what that's the that's the thing like until unless it happens to you yeah you won't realize it exactly it doesn't become real like no matter what other other person much like someone is crazy as you someone is so unpredictable as you Mm, telling exactly. me that you know you should not suddenly you'll find your person and all should be yeah. enough for me yeah you're the most unpredictable crazy person <laughs> i know but then again it's not enough in this case because i know i know because you never know with this thing it's again then again same it's so unpredictable you never ever know yeah and it, and it's so crazy and the person that i have of that like that person's idea that i have in my mind Hmm. does not pertain to a gender yeah 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 so so it i can't help but think is it even more rare or is it even is, is it something so incomprehensible it is like if it's something very vague should i put How like would give you more options <laughs> that's what you will say but i am straight as a donor because <laughs> especially with like hair and all like you're somebody's going to like be weird enough to be obsessed about it very soon Yeah so this weirdly reminds me of uh, CH Coolio's looking glass self which says okay. that I am not who I think I am I am not who uh, you think I am I am who I think you think I am Oh hey that's a good note to end it on
Oh. Do you get that? Yes. It's all perception. It's all right. perception. Nothing else. Like very, like, like you know, most of what it is, it's like very little of what we have in our day-to-day life is reality, because most of it tends to be perception. Yeah. Okay. From this, I'll go to. That's a good note to end this on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, one more thing. Do you want? Uh, do you want the part where I also shout, or do you feel like that's extra, or do you feel like there's a niceness to it? What do you think? Um, where you also shout, yeah. This this new recording is into. Yes, I think we can keep the part, right? So you're saying both both screens? Yeah, I think we can keep the part, right? Like, what do you think? Because at no, I'm just wondering if if it will seem like uh, so. I'm starting out saying uh uh, and then it comes to you. So I like it. I feel like it's less awkward than I thought it would be. But I just don't know if that's because I did it myself. Okay, fine. You know what? Uh, let me take another listen. It because the first time I listen, it it. It took. It looked a bit odd, because. Mm-hmm. But then again, it just might be my bias because, uh, you know, I have heard the original recording and then suddenly your voice comes. In. So yeah. So you listen to it one more time. Yeah. Uh, and the the thing is, uh, let me know soon because then I can either work on the new file or the old file. Okay. Cool. I'll let you know. All you need to do is the intro. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Okay, Bye. Bye. Bye.